I think my challenge to anybody who wants to grow and scale their business is take as much, if not more time working on the business that you are working in the business. And that's, that's a common phrase, but people, I mean, I'm guilty of it even still. I've got a great team that for many of the things we do, they do it better than me. They've done it more and they've created process around it, but I will still somehow get lured in, you know, my, by my own fault, start reading through emails and I'm responding to this email and, and, and the team reminds me, Matt, get out of there. You know, if there's something that really needs your attention, we're going to bring it to you. Some great business advice, courtesy of Matt Gouget, AKA Matt, the mortgage guy. You know, everybody has a story of how they ended up in their job or career. And Matt has a great one. You'll hear how he went from running a poker room to helping people achieve the dream of home ownership as a mortgage broker. Matt also reveals the personal journey he's been on and how he's leveled up in all aspects of his life. Episode 42 of Power Forward comes your way right now. This is Power Forward. The primary purpose of this podcast series is to inform, entertain, and educate. The information, opinions, and recommendations presented in this podcast series do not constitute legal or other professional advice, opinions, or endorsements of any kind. Welcome back to Power Forward, Justin White, alongside Mateen Cleaves. Mateen, what's good, my man? Justin, I am flying high, my friend. Life is all good. Well, man, you love the grinders, right? You love the people out there that work for everything that they have. The people who put in the time, they put in the work, and then they get to reap the rewards. Uh, And our guest today definitely fits the bill. Uh, This guy has hustled. He has grinded. He has worked so hard to get to where he is, and now he's killing it. Um, His his business is doing great, and... um, He's got a great story to tell. So we welcome in Matt Couget, a.k.a. Matt the Mortgage Guy, which, which by the way, I mean, if you're thinking about a brand, I mean, Matt the Mortgage Guy, I mean, who can forget that? That's just like, boom, right there off the jump, Matt. I mean, who who's going to forget that, right? Yeah, and, and we should give credit where credit's due. My wife, in 2013, when I was getting into mortgage, I had so many fancy, fancy, oh, I'll do this logo and I'll be called Mortgage Professional This. And my wife said, hey, they just want a mortgage guy. They want someone they can relate to. So shout out to my wife, Katrina. She gets all the credit because like you said, people, I don't have to carry business cards. Matt, the mortgage guy, Google me. And and across the whole front page, you'll find uh, information to reach out to me. So it's been, it, it was, it was definitely a branding win by, by doing that since the start. It's brilliant, right? I mean, ever whenever you're looking for somebody, you know, for a service, it's like, do you have a guy? Do you have a, you know, a, a roofing guy? Do you have a finance guy? Do you have a mortgage guy? And and Matt, Matt is the mortgage guy. You're you're based out of the, the Sacramento area in California. Um, you know, for our listeners out there, um, give them a little bit of background on your story because I know that you've been in mortgages for a little while now. Um, you didn't start out in the mortgage business, but um, you, were, you were on the retail side. You converted over to becoming an independent mortgage broker. Um, and now, yeah. obviously, business is going well. Yeah, business is going really well. And I'll just give you the mortgage snapshot. Maybe we'll get into the full story later. But as far as mortgage goes, middle of 2013, right after uh, we had our second kid, I'm, I'm the sole provider. And I've got a stable job at the state of California with, with benefits 
And what a perfect time to leave that, go 100% commission, no benefits. <laughs> so, so I took, I took the leap and, and I'd love to get into the grind because now here I am only seven years later, seven years isn't a long time. And really, you know, five years in retail and then two now on the broker side, my business has exploded, but not by accident. And I'd love to talk about that. I literally had a conversation this morning with my production manager and I told her, I wonder if, you know, on Monday night when I'm leaving at 815 and I've been in the office for 13 hours and then I'm responding to emails at 1145, I wonder if those who look at the business success and say, oh, I'd I should get into mortgage. I heard mortgage is, is a really hot thing right now. Mortgage busy. I wonder if they realize it's seven straight years of that stuff. And when I first got into mortgage, because we had just had our second kid and I'm the sole provider and I have to win, the boats are burned. I have to win. There's no, there's no option. I was, and I talked to somebody about this recently. It's different because of COVID, but I was going to two to three networking meetings a week and if you've ever been to networking meetings, you can find them all over town, all kinds of different groups. Eight or nine out of 10 are just a colossal waste of time. And you're talking mm. to people that are, you know, no offense to multi-level marketing or other things like that. But um, <laughs> a, a lot of conversations that didn't turn into anything, but by having a hundred or 150 at bats per year, I met amazing partners that I've done 50 deals with, 60 deals with, you know, investor clients who have done all the transactions they've done in the last six years, seven years with me. They've referred their family members, their investor friends. And so, you know, that since an early age, I think I've just always enjoyed the grind and um, a cool story about when I went to UWM back in 2018, I was sitting with Melinda and Matt and some of the executives and a cool trip because everybody from Answer Home Loans couldn't go for one reason or another. So all these meetings with UWM execs, it was just me, just Matt, the little old Matt, the mortgage guy and all the execs. We, we started talking about work ethic and, you know, I grew up, I won't say poor, but I grew up very little means. My dad was a truck driver and he went from loading trucks at, at the dock to driving trucks. He worked for JCPenney's in, in Sacramento for, I think it was 21 years. He never missed a day of work. He was by himself. So he didn't, he wasn't putting people at risk by going into work sick. He went to work sick as a dog because maybe you call it stubborn, but he just had that work ethic where, listen, I've got to drive to Reno up and back with these doubles. This stuff has to get delivered. It's my job. So he went 21 straight years, never missed a day of work, never had an accident, never got a ticket. And he's proud as heck about that. Um, you know, and, and that's probably a good example of no matter what you do, do it good, you know, do it to the best of your ability. So, you know, when I was 12 years old, delivering newspapers or, 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 you know, in seventh grade selling packs of gum where I get a 10 pack at Target and it costs 99 cents and I sell them, you know, I just had it ingrained to me and I was never afraid of the hustle. And, and I think that that's something that when I talk to people, you've got Matt Gouget who went to public school, the high school I went to for anybody who knows the Sacramento area was rough. We'll call it rough, but, um, you put me up against the kids from the private school who got everything handed to them, private tutors and all that stuff. 
it's not even close. I will crush them in business because I've got grit and I'm just going to work harder than you. And I think that that's something that um, obviously aligned with Matt on that. And, and, you know, we've had great conversations on it. Um, but that has been the common thread. And so I might've, might've got off track here, but, but my seven years in mortgage, it was, it was only a matter of time when you put in the work and you're willing to work, you could be, you know, selling bow ties, whatever you're going to do, you're going to succeed. And so I had success because of the work in the retail channel for five years. When I got into the broker world, we took it to a whole new level and a bunch of cool conversations I've had with my team now, which I've got a small group um, that includes production manager, junior loan officer, office manager. And um, the when I came to Answer Home Loans, Answer Home Loans is now one of the biggest brokerages in the, in the US by volume. But when I came, there was only 30 or 40 loan officers. And July and August of 18, my first two months, I was number one back to back both months. And I remember, and, I, and I'm telling junior loan officers this now in 2020, um, it was the excitement. I was, I was coming into the broker world. I knew why I left retail and why I came into the broker world. And all I did was share that conversation after conversation, talking with realtor partner, financial planner, CPA. Hey, I'm passionate about mortgage. I'm passionate about helping people. I'm now in a channel that best serves the consumer. And just like I'm telling you guys, like you tell that to a potential referral partner, that, that excitement rubs off. And now all of a sudden they're sending you more business. And before you know it, you're, you're number one. You know, here we are two years later, Answer Home Loans has grown leaps and bounds. I think we did 700 loans last month and, and 110, 115-ish loan officers. Now I got to fight. Now I got to fight for the top spot. And I think last month I did 28 loans and I was number three. I didn't, I don't even get number one with 28 loans being funded, but um, it's, it's been fun, man. I've enjoyed it. And I've, and, and I, I get excited when I get to talk about that, that grind, because um, it's, it's really, if you look across any business, it's the common thread. You look at folks who've been successful and even if they don't show it or talk about it, they're out working the other people in that industry. I love it, man. And you know what? I, I'm just sitting here, you know, smiling from ear to ear, just listening to you talk because, you know, I, I just get excited about stories like this and just listening to you. It makes me think about a couple of things. Like, first, a winner is going to find a way to win. You know, no matter what, if you if, if it's in you, you'll find a way to win. And chances make champions. And that and that leads me to this first question is, OK, man, you had a stable job. All right. You were stable. Now. You took a leap of faith. Some people might call you crazy <laughs> because you were stable. But what went into that decision when you decided to take that leap of faith? I think it was a number of different things. Um, I've, I've really, especially in these past seven years, been in this growth mindset. And, and you talk to different people and you realize what, as human beings, gets us up in the morning, gets us excited it, that's, that's growth. And as much as I went to work for the state of California for the stability and it was in finance, I've got a finance degree and I like math, but 
I, I just, it, it didn't light that fire, you know? And so, so the challenge of going out and starting something new and, and realizing that I was going to have to see growth to, to survive and just feed my family. I think that's what, what triggered it. And I, I can look back on a conversation I had with a buddy of mine. We're sitting at a birthday party for a, a friend's kid and he had been in the mortgage industry. He had gone out and started another business and he was getting back in. And he said, I'm going to, I'm going to open up a branch. I'm going to get back into mortgage. You should join me. Oh no, man. We just had Ethan, you know, I got two kids and, and uh, you know, state job doesn't pay me a ton, but it pays the bills and I've got, you know, great healthcare. And he said, I, I, I know you, Matt, you'll succeed. And we can get into, you know, before the state, I worked as a card room manager and I managed a, a poker room. He knew I'm good with people. I enjoy people and all types of people. I've been around diversity all my life. So I can, I can, you know, talk with any and all people that combined with a finance degree and the math knowledge and the work ethic. He, he knew it before I did. And I got to give my buddy Nick a shout out because um, you know, maybe even before I believed in myself, he just said, man, you're, you're, you're going to do well. And I, I took that leap of faith. And I mean, look at us seven years later, I've got a thriving business and even more than the, the business success and, and the, and the income and all that is just the amount of um, fulfillment. You know, I was going through, um, I, I feel like I turned a corner this year in my business where I was at a, I don't know if you call it retreat mastermind down in San Diego a couple of weeks ago, mortgage folks from all over the country that are part of this small co coaching group and getting together, talking about how to have, how to design the best 2021. I went down there thinking to myself, you know, I've got this great team and, you know, I'm, I'm kind of growing into this leadership role where instead of being, a loan originator and, and working in mortgage, I'm, I'm managing a mortgage business. And before I went, I had all these thoughts about, you know, I'm going to talk about when my, my number one, my production manager goes on maternity leave, how to fill that role. I'm going to talk about how to structure this hundred million dollar a year in mortgage team, the best. After three days there, I went up to the dude running it. I said, you know what, man, I had, I had an epiphany. I'm, going to have a great year next year. And it might be this number. It might be that number, but that stuff doesn't matter. I'm going to my Sunday planning where I plan the week out and I plug in, I've got to record this much content. I've got to reach out to this number of clients, these referral partners before any of that is going to be Tuesday, Thursday, pick up the boys for jujitsu have dinner as a family. Friday is going to be have the cousins over for a sleepover. Saturday is going to be, kids are going to Nani's house and, and me and mom are going to have some, some special bonding time. And then I backfill with the work stuff. And the funny part is like, that's, that's the coolest evolution of a business in my opinion is now where I'm serving people at a higher level than I've ever served them. My business runs better than it's ever run. And it's not at the expense of family or any of that stuff. That stuff I'm leveling up every day too. And now that I'm focusing on it, I feel like, 
I can do even more. And so um, the evolution in, in business has, has been cool because it's not just, I've grown a great successful business is I'm aligned in, you know, designing a life that I want, having a business that I enjoy where I'm, I'm serving at a high level and whatnot. And so the best of both worlds, which, you know, is something that you probably would feel conflicts with the grinder mentality. But I can tell you from experience that Mondays and Wednesdays, my very supportive and lovely wife, who I have, you know, a lot of gratitude towards, understands that Mondays and Wednesdays, I got to go 12 or 13 hours. Got to get a lot of stuff done. Tuesdays and Thursdays, I'm with the boys at jiu-jitsu. I'm at the dinner table. You know, the phone's put away. On the weekends a lot, my phone is just not on me because I don't even want to think about that. I want to be all in on business. And then when I'm off, I want to be all in on the family, building forts, doing the fun stuff. Um, so, I mean, that's, that's probably a big a win as any of the, you know, numbers and volumes that I can, I can spit out um, mortgage-wise. And they're both growing and getting better and better every year at the same time. I don't have to pick one. That's, that's, that's cool. And it's, it's a wonderful message, Matt, because, you know, whether you're in mortgages or any other uh, business as an entrepreneur, uh, I think so many people worry about it consuming them, right? And oh, I, this this business, you know, if I'm going to make it work, I got to make it my entire life. And you very clearly have found a way to have the best of both worlds, to have a very successful business and have a great family life. What is your message to others out there um, who are kind of having those thoughts as they maybe think about going into business for themselves, or maybe they're already in business for themselves. Things are going well, but they want to scale and they want to grow, um, but they're not sure if they can they can make it work with both their business um, and their personal life. Yeah, I think this is common, and I know I know I know mortgage better than any other business, but I think it applies across businesses where it's it's common, and I, I'm included in this. A lot of people think. I'm, I'm the name, the face of the brand. People want to talk to me. And, you know, so I can't put that off on somebody else. It's going to look like I don't care because I'm having Michelle contact them. I have learned and it's been through great, first of all, surrounding myself with great people. And these great people have reminded me, Matt, stay out. We got this. And I've got a personal coach that I've worked with for three years. And he had to pound it in me as well that as long as they get the math and mortgage guy experience, it doesn't matter if it's Michelle, if it's Bill, if it's Laura, if it's Matt, the math and mortgage guy experience. And the more that I step out of the daily functions or, or the mechanics of the home loan process, the more I can build processes and systems that better serve. If I was just busy in the minutia every day, phone calls and whatnot, I wouldn't be able to build the structure to where somebody comes to us, hey, listen, we've got a simple three-step pre-approval process. Here's how it works. Bing, bing, bing. Simple to understand, simple for you, the client. You have a great experience. You tell your friends, oh yeah, it was really easy. Not only did he make the process easy, but he kind of told us exactly what we're gonna expect. And then that's what happened. And if there was ever an issue, you know, somebody from this team responded really, really quick. That is by far a better experience than, hey, listen, every time I picked up the phone, I called Matt and he answered. 
he was kind of flustered and, you know, had to wing it and had, didn't know it was coming next because that's what happens. That's what happens in a lot of businesses. And I know it's not just mortgage only where you don't have systems and processes in place because you're just too busy working in the business and doing it all on your own. And so I think my challenge to anybody who wants to grow and scale their business is take as much, if not more time working on the business that you are working in the business. And that's, that's a common phrase, but people, I mean, I'm guilty of it even still. I've got a great team that for many of the things we do, they do it better than me. They've done it more and they've created process around it, but I will still somehow get lured in, you know, my, by my own fault, start reading through emails and I'm responding to this email and, and, and the team reminds me, Matt, get out of there. You know, if there's something that really needs your attention, we're going to bring it to you. All this other stuff, you're just confusing people because people got so used to, you know, if they had any questions, here's who they direct that to. And that's, that's something, that's something that would be a good piece of advice is, you know, don't just blindly say, I'm not going to do everything in my business. And, and that's going to free me up to do higher level things or work on the business, create the process so that, you know, you're, you're almost forced to step away because, okay, here's the process and here's who's involved in that process. I, I had um, my coach years and years ago kind of guide me through, here's the 25 different things we do. Tell me who does each one. And even that exercise, I'm sure there's plenty of business owners that, you know, own a yogurt shop, who stocks the yogurt, who checks the temperature, who does the, you know, the, whatever, whatever that is, you know, you've got to know your checklist and then you've got to know who checks each check on that checklist. But many people, I'm sure, um, just aren't running their business like a business. And that's, that's something that, I, that I'm, I'm proud of. I think naturally, if you were to ask me, you know, there's certain parts of mortgage where I'm not naturally that good, but the business aspect and structuring it as a business is something that I feel comes natural to me. And um, looking at it now that I've been able to step back a little bit and look at it, um, that's that's the part I enjoy the most. And how? And let me ask you this, because you <clears throat> you're you're a go getter. You're an absolute winner. I could just tell from talking to you this far. And you seem like the guy, like we're playing basketball. Like, just get out of the way. I'll score the winning bug. I just want to win. <laughs> but yet you made that transition seems like it was so easy to, to, to delegate to other folks. Was it that easy for you to delegate and sit back and trust others? Or was that something um, you were worried about and, you know, you went along with it and, and it just took care of itself? Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, that's a, that's a good question, Mateen, because even though I stand back now in 2020 say, Oh yeah, this is what you got to do. I can, I can, I can go back in my memory and find 40 different times where my first hire on the broker side was Laura and Laura was loan officer assistant. We called her production manager. Everybody's got a different name, but what, what we've evolved that to is that contract to close, she's the main contact. She's got everything handled from contract to close. A hundred times, Mateen, she said, get out. Like, <laughs> get out of this stuff. Because like I said, it's confusing. 
clients, you can't go back and forth and you can't say, hey, Laura's going to have you handled and then have me responding to emails, have me responding to texts. I, the answer to your question is it, it wasn't easy. And, you know, somebody who was trying to embrace it myself had problems with it. So I could see how other people would, would, you know, but you have to trust the process. And for me, the, the thing that's helped me in business more than anything else is going and looking at people that are more successful than me, higher, you know, farther along than I am in, in business and, and mirroring them. And I've seen it be successful. Now I'm an example of how it can be successful. So if you're newer or starting out, look at whoever's in your industry who's created some sort of scale and is successful, has a good reputation and say, well, if they did it, so can I. And, you know, that was, that was one thing I did is, you know, I, I, I've heard of this mentality from a lot of different people who like me know that they're willing to put in the work. You look at other people, you go, look at that guy or look at that gal. Like I can, I can, I can work harder than them. You know, if they're having this level of success, you know, of course I can. And so, you know, I, I tell people too, at that conference down in San Diego, I had people that, you know, are, are earlier in their journey than I am. And I said, listen, I'm not, not the smartest by any stretch of the imagination. And, you know, there's, there's people with better tech skills. There's people with better sales skills or better, whatever skills you just have to trust the process and put in the work. Anybody can do it. And I think that that's, you know, on, on my YouTube channel, as I'm starting to do more and more content, I want to show business, real estate investing, all of it for dummies. Because if you've got, if, 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 if you are willing to put in the work, um, my friends, one of my buddies said this, and it's always stuck with me and me and my wife laugh about it. They say, Matt, you're the dumbest smart guy I know. Because, <laughs> Cause, cause, cause really, you know, I got good grades cause I tried really hard, not because I'm just naturally some savant. And I think it's the same with business. I've succeeded cause I've tried really hard. Well, you brought up the YouTube channel. So, so let's dive into that because, um, you know, I I've been watching a lot of the content you put out, um, and you and I have spoken about this. Um, this is one of your goals. It, it's to put out content when it comes to something as complicated as mortgages that a sixth grader could understand because you know, how many people out there uh, go through the mortgage process for the first time and it is like, what do you mean here? It's, it's like trying to learn calculus. Um, you, you take this approach, Matt, of, of trying to basically break it down for somebody so that it's really easy to understand. Um, and that is very much by design. Uh, tell us about the branding um, that you're building through the, the content that you're producing and kind of what your approach has been and how it's helping your business continue to grow. Sure. Yeah. The, the, the YouTube channel has been somewhat of a passion project and that has been in the works since the very beginning when somebody I had talked to or somewhere I had seen, you know, put out content on YouTube and do it on a consistent basis. And, and like we've been talking about, my mentality was like, okay, I'm going to make that promise to myself. I'm going to put out a video every single week. And so I started doing mortgage Mondays, I think in 2014 and one video per week, every Monday, I think I did it for over two years. So I had over a hundred videos and my idea for the channel was 
I'm having conversations and the same questions getting asked. Obviously, there's not information out there in the, you know, universe that tells people what escrow accounts are, or what supplemental taxes mean, or the mortgage process. And so I started making those videos and really there was no business play. And there's a lot of stuff that I think has contributed to my success that was really long game type stuff and impossible to measure ROI. And and that's what I tell people too, when it's like, I want to do what you did. And I want to go from zero to a really successful team in five years or seven years. And I've I've jokingly said at at real estate meetings, I've got a 45 prong approach. So here's what you got to do, you know, because it's so many different things. It's, it's the YouTube education. It's speaking at realtor meetings. It's, you know, the sponsoring the little league or sponsoring the elementary school. It's, it's speaking with this group. And it's, it's just so many different things that there's no, there's no plug and play. And that really is probably, you know, one of, one of the things that, that gets people more than anything is if you can pay for a program, that's a magic pill, everyone will pay for it. They just want to know what can I, what can I plug into that's 297 and it'll just be the, that's, that's just not how things work. You have to commit, do things over, fail, start over, scrap it. And so, you know, back to the YouTube channel, my whole idea was, I know this will be helpful for business, educating folks, because they're going to see the videos. The referral partners are going to look at me as the expert in the field. It's going to add value. I mean, really, when I was early and I was listening to all that Gary Vaynerchuk, it was just, I'm not going to measure ROI. I'm going to add value. I'm going to add value, add value, add value. And so that's that's what the YouTube channel was. And then over time, you get the dopamine drip of thank you so much. I, I'm in Texas and I watched your video and it helped me understand this. Thank you. You know, all over the country, I only lend in California and that's still true to today. I'm only licensed in California. If you knew the amount of clients that I've coached, talked to, guided that are out of state, it's, it's unbelievable. And that's, that's not putting money in my bank account, but that's building, you know, I don't know what you want to call it. Just universe equity. I've just I mean, got brand, brand awareness to say the very least. Yeah. And so, um, you know, I've continued with that. And then this year, I just realized like, man, I really enjoy that. I really enjoy the educational piece of helping people out. Because like you said, you know, the average person might do two, three, five mortgages in their whole lifetime. And the phone call is the same every single time. Hey, Matt, I'm sorry. These questions may seem kind of silly, but, um, you know, last mortgage I did was 17 years ago. So I just really don't know. And I say, listen, you're an ER nurse or you're a firefighter, of course, that's where you specialize and you're good at. You think I'm going to walk into the ER and be able to, you know, do your job? No chance. So you came to the right person, the mortgage professional. And um, was it Dave Ramsey? Somebody that said like heart of a teacher. Um, that's, that's been my approach with people. And then some more good advice from my wife when she said, keep it simple, man, just math, the mortgage guy, don't have all this fancy stuff. People, people don't care about fancy. They want it straightforward. And then she heard me talking and, um, you know, Mr. Finance degree, super smart math nerd, uh, was, was explaining things on a level. And she walked in after one of my phone calls and said, honey, 
pretend like you're explaining it to my grandma. And that stuck with me. And, and that goes back, like you said, like, like you're explaining it to a sixth grader. Cause really, you know, I've found so much success in just telling people, you know, I want to explain it to you in super simple terms. Nobody gets offended and says, come on, man, like talk to me like I'm an engineer. Talk to me in some fancy terms. I want to hear about yield spread and all that. Nobody says that. They want to hear it in simple terms. Here's how it works. Here's the basics. Here's the, the you know, grand scheme of things, but, but here's the important stuff. And so that's, that's been something that's really contributed to the success of my business is just keeping it simple, explaining it in a way that people understand. And YouTube's just a way to do that at scale. And when you, when you can, when you can put out a video that says the pros and cons of a cash out refinance and 85,000 people across the country, watch it, you know, it, it doesn't even take follow up on my part. They just go, okay. Well, he's talked about, well, if this is the scenario, maybe I want to consider doing a home equity line instead of a cash out, you know, like that stuff. That's cool. That's a good feeling. And it's funny that you say that because keeping it simple, because some of them, the best, some of the worst coaches were great players. And, and yeah, you were great at it, but you you didn't know, you don't know how to break it down and simplify it for the players on the team or some of the best, I mean, some of the worst Leaders were people that was experts at what they do because it came, I won't say easy to them, but they had a great understanding of it and didn't know how to really break it down. So I think that's very important what you're doing far as keeping it simple. But you mentioned something that I want to kind of slide back to is the long game. Because you got people that's listening and saying, long game? What you mean? <laughs> Matt, I want it right now. Long game? No, I am in it to win right now. So what would be your advice for some people that not looking, they're looking for the quick fix? Yeah, I'll tell you what. I've, I've had a lot of cool conversations lately, and I'm proud of the mortgage industry as a whole in 2020. If you talk to people, and the average person, I, I think – in the public probably still looks at mortgage people like they're, you know, salesmen and and they're sleazy and they're, and they're doing things like that. You know, 2004 through 2008, plenty of those stories, movies being made. And this was a conversation I had at that conference too, that I'm, I'm proud of the folks that are surviving and thriving in mortgage in 2020 are serve, you know, add value, really good folks. And part of that is the long game. Part of that is I made videos that talked about keep your home California, which was a program we had in California that helped people stay in their homes. People would say, are you affiliated with them? No. Well, do you get paid a commission? No, no, no. This is a grant program, something to keep you in your house. And by doing that and, and, and playing the long game, people that I helped with that, referred me their cousin and their cousin bought two years later. And, you know, so many different examples of of stuff like that, where it's just, if you seek to provide value and serve people over time, that the secrets, the secret gets let out. And, you know, if you're looking to jump into mortgage in 2020, because you heard the demand is through the roof and more people are refinancing than ever before, it's going to be very short lived. And the 2006 through 2008, anybody who wanted to smile and dial can, can make a dollar doing mortgage. I'm, I'm proud to say that that business model has been eliminated 
the people who are doing the best. And I just saw a stat that there's 20, there's already 2,500 plus loan officers in the U S that have funded a hundred million or more. I know a lot of these, not a lot, but a handful personally, and they're doing the same stuff. They're playing the long game. They're saying, I'm not just a mortgage loan originator. I'm a debt advisor. I'm, you know, a resource when it comes to anything to do with finance. I partner with your financial planner and we align and, and put together a plan to help you win, not only with home ownership and building net worth, but providing a plan and, and things like that. And so that's what's winning. And, you know, I have always looked at business that way where I'm not worried about what November of 2020 or December 2020 are going to look like. I want to know what my business is going to look like in two years and five years. And I can tell you with absolute certainty, it's hard when you're brand new and you're like, man, I got to do at least 15 or 20 deals a year to, to make this thing work. And I mean, and, and that's the thing too, looking back when I was brand new and it was sole provider, no benefits. I had to make it work. I was still doing this stuff and I didn't have, you know, an agent I talked to yesterday said commission breath. People can smell commission breath. And, <laughs> and if, and if you're talking to them and they can they Oh man, this guy's just trying to make it, make it another, another sale. I have gained the, the, the trust and the, you know, lender for life with these people by saying, you know what, based on everything you're telling me, this refinance doesn't make sense. You know, you guys are going to move out of this house once, you know, so-and-so graduates and, and, and whatnot. And you guys are off to Idaho in 2023. Don't spend the money, you know, make some extra payments towards principal if you want, but no need to roll in the cost of the mortgage and things like that. You know, I've had plenty of conversations like that, that have turned into like, like the other keep your home California example, where somebody called me from Yelp. I advised against a refinance and they've referred me three people. They're in my database, three people they've referred. And so, um, you know, the, the long game is, is the only game in my opinion, just because it gets sniffed out. And really there's, there's a lot of people that are probably winning in 2020 mortgage wise that when things change and when things shift, we'll be glad to see them go, you know? And, and, and the people that are, are providing the most value and truly out there to serve are going to thrive. And, and that stat I gave earlier, those people are doing that stuff. You know, you don't grow to do 300, 400, 500 transactions a year by just smiling and dialing or, or trying to get as many people, you know, to the finish line as possible. You're, you're providing value. And me and my team are all aligned in this. And this is one of the coolest parts about building a team that's that's value driven and aligned is as I'm training them, I'm, I'm not just saying, hey, this is how we're gonna approach things. This is how we're gonna talk to clients. This is how I do it. This is how you've seen me do it. And I tell them, listen, these, these follow-up calls are not sales calls. Hey, we just wanted to check in. You know, we got you pre-approved back in August. Want to see if, if, if you're looking, if we can help in any way, happy to. No, I think we're going to wait until after the wedding or after the, the kid's born. Okay, great. Just wanted to check in and, and uh, we'll, we'll mark it here to follow up in August, 2021. That kind of attitude and approach, people love that. 
You know, I mean, you guys are shaking your heads. Yes. Just because you've been on sales calls. You're like, Oh my gosh, man. Like (laughs) get me off this sales floor. This guy's trying to sell me a car. I just told him that I wasn't interested in in this, but he's he's still opening the door and having me go in and smell this new car. Hey, hey, let let me tell you something. You you said it a few minutes ago and it made us both laugh. It is real easy to smell somebody with commission breath. It is real easy. You know, Uh, by the way, I I think we should get a t-shirt made. Uh, don't have commission breath. Maybe that could be yeah, that's a good one. Matt, the mortgage guy logo on it. That could be mm-hmm. your next branding piece. Um, <laughs> it's, it's being a regular person. It's being a, right. a down to earth, normal person who's not afraid to say, um, I'm, I'm really flattered that you're interested in doing business with me and maybe meet me helping you out. But I, honestly, I, I don't think this is the right thing for you to do right now. That means so much to people. You're being honest instead of, you know, just, just getting that easy check or getting that, that client. Um, you're, you're being real with them. Um, I think it's right. a great point um, that other people really need to take to heart. But I want to circle back to something you were just talking about, um, and, and it is in reference to your team. And I want to ask you about being a leader, uh, because you know, you've got the sales thing down. You've got the marketing thing down. Um, but when you started, it was just you. And now you've got other people on your team, and you are leading this team. What has it been like for you uh, to learn how to lead a team and kind of moving the chess pieces around uh, so that everybody, like you said, is aligned and you all have the same vision and the same kind of philosophy when it comes to how you want the business to function. It's been fun. It's been fun. And I didn't realize that um, over the past year, especially the team's grown, business has grown. And I've at times been like, well, gosh, I could have done that better. Um, and I've realized my own shortcomings. Me and my wife had a conversation about when I was at the poker room for nine years, I managed a poker room where I had um, between wait staff and dealers. And well, I had 60 employees that were all reporting to me. And I was in my 20s. And looking back, like, oh, that was a good trait. That was, that was good. The, the, the willingness to work, the not asking somebody to do something that you wouldn't do, you know, the same hustle mentality I had, that was all good stuff. But then there was some stuff that I just hadn't developed yet. I was just young and, and didn't know. And, you know, I had finance classes, but I didn't have leadership classes. And so it's been, it's been a really cool evolution for me. And like anything else, I just think that it's, it's learnable. You know, you, you, uh, you get a book on servant leadership, you get a book on, you know, effective communication amongst teams. And, and my, my latest thing, me and you talked about it, Justin, last week, where I enjoy running because running just, you know, allows me to think very clearly. And I'm just out there, um, taking care of my, my health and my fitness. And that's been my latest thing is I've, I've been downloading books and listening to books specifically on leadership because I've got a great team. I've got a great team that I've, I've, I've expressed so much gratitude to them because they're helping me build this business. They're helping me serve more people. They're aligned with how I think about the business I want to run and whatnot. And so I feel like I owe it to them to show up as the best leader and through the personal coaching I've done where I'm on a call every single week with my buddy, Matty A. Um, I've, I've realized, you know, I've got some people on my team that are rock stars and that um, I can't remember. I, I was, I was on some call recently where 
you know, they described them in different ways and gave them nicknames or whatnot, where, you know, basically some people really need to be led. Some people need to be directed. Here's exactly what I need you to do. X, Y, and Z. When you get done with Z, you know, here, and, and so there's, there's people like that. There's other people that, you know, with little direction are going to go out, they're going to grow the business and they're going to kind of, you know, move the business forward without being given any direction at all. And everybody's different. So that, I mean, going back to the very beginning of our conversation where I talked about growth and how exciting growth is like growth is what gets me excited. Um, in my office, I've got a Jim Rohn quote that says, your level of success will rarely exceed your level of personal development because success is something you're attracted by the person you become like personal development and growth is my, my fuel. And so leadership and growing into be a better leader is exciting. It is. It is. And sometimes people, um, I always tell leaders, listen, man, you could be the smartest guy in the world, but, and you, say if you're a coach, you can draw up the best play ever invented. Who has to execute that? <laughs> the, the players do. So you can be smart and it can be great, but they have to buy into you. They have to know that they got to feel appreciated. They have to know that. So to me, that, that's super duper important. But let me let me ask you something because you mentioned Nick, your friend. You know, he saw something in you early. He just said, hey, man, you know, I just believe you can be successful in it. Now, I'm sure... With all the people you lead now, you see something in somebody else. Um, you don't have to mention names because I don't want, you know, your team here to say, well, he has favorites. So we'll, I'll keep you safe on that. But is there someone that you, you've had an interaction with that you saw so much in and they just didn't, they didn't see it yet, but you, you just had to, you know, help pull it out of them? Yeah, um, I can't think of specific examples, but when you said that, I thought mm -hmm. to myself, uh, you know, one of the things we've implemented, we do, you know, now that it's 2020 and COVID, we've done Zoom meetings twice a week. And I've purposely called it out, been in the meetings, say, hey, Justin, I just want to let you know, this, you know, step you took to improve this part of our process, freaking awesome. Keep doing that stuff. And um, so, you know, I, I don't know if I was in the psyche enough to know if the team members have that same kind of belief in themselves when they came on. But I can tell you with, with, with certainty that everybody on my team has impressed me in a different way. And, you know, part of the leadership training I'm kind of going through on my own by reading books and stuff is, um, you know, highlighting that stuff. And in, in mortgage and with any business, I'm sure it's easy to jump on a call and be like, let's talk about the four files that are causing us all the most stress. You know, this file, because we had to wait four weeks for solar friggin' city to get us the subordination, you know, and you could do that. Or you could say, Hey, here's a file that went super smooth. You want to know why? Because Michelle asked for X, Y, and Z before we even submitted the file. You know, that's the kind of rock star stuff that helps our files move smooth. That's why people refer us. That's why we grow. And and so in, in their own ways, I think they've all exceeded my expectations in, in, in different ways. And I believe as a leader, like by highlighting that stuff, it promotes more of it. Great point. Yeah. I love it. You know, and Matt, you know, a couple of minutes ago, you mentioned personal development. 
Um, and, and, you know, you're used to putting yourself out there. I mean, you got the videos, the YouTube channel, you said, you know, 85,000 people seeing one video. I mean, people are used to seeing you and you're, you're okay putting yourself out there. Uh, but one thing I want to ask you about uh, is something that you posted recently um, about uh, your own personal struggle. Uh, you, you posted recently um, about the fact that you are now nine years sober as of, as of October of this year. Um, and I know that, you know, the reaction to it um, really surprised you and it meant a lot to you. So yeah. tell, tell us why now was the time for you uh, to, to go public with this and, and also what the reaction has been like to your story. Um, yeah, it's October 19th, 2011. Um, my, my wife deserves all the credit. And um, I've told you and I've told others that the, the, the book title is going to be dead in my driveway because without her and without some supportive friends, like that's, that's where I was headed. And, 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 you know, the truth be told, that was where I was passed out, zonked out because of bad decisions and whatnot. Um, I, I like seeing um, people succeed. It, it fills me up and been having been through that struggle myself and, you know, from 13 to 31, to be honest, being kind of lost, you know, um, to have that experience where you go from near death to, you know, maybe you call it reborn. I don't know if I ever phrased it that way, but in a sense I was, um, I've got a different perspective on things. And I talked to some other day, like, man, you're a positive dude. I go, I'm fine. I wake up every single day. I'm alive. I'm thankful as you know, a loan can get denied and, and somebody loses their, their, their job or they quit their job or, you know, not nearly anything that happens in business is going to affect me. I'm a dude that almost died nine years ago. And so, um, you know, I, I think sharing the story is important now because like you said, when I shared it, hundreds of people reached out and it was super cool to see, um, not because I want praise and like, Oh man, it's great to see, you know, you and this comeback story from, you know, drug addict to super successful business person, but because I could talk to the people that said, Hey man, like I'm struggling. And I think 2020 more than ever, there's people that are isolated and they've got some sort of struggle. It can be drugs, alcohol, depression, anxiety. And if, if you just look at Matt Gouget and you say, oh man, this guy's, this guy's successful. Look at that business he's built. Look at that beautiful family and, and all that love and all that. Like it, it, it wasn't always this way. I, you know, I had, I had to work to get to where I'm at and um, had a great conversation with a leader in the mortgage space who kind of shared some of his struggle with me. And he said, Matt, if I were to put a number on it, I think 65 to 70% of people who are really successful in business have been through something. And that's part of the reason why they've succeeded as much as they have. And they've got the drive to continue to succeed is because, you know, they've seen the darkness or they've been through something that's, that's forced them to, you know, be strong or relook at it. And so the, the realization I made was that I, I, I feel like it would be a disservice to, to keep that story to myself because there's, there's plenty of folks out there that if they can see, Oh man, this guy turned his stuff around. And, and I mean, if we get into the weeds, I was, 
in a very bad place. I was, you know, in a very bad place. And so, um, you know, if I, and I, and I think about it sometimes and, and I have conversations around like, what if by me posting that a conversation was had, and I've had conversations with somebody have me call their husband, you know, he's struggling, reach out to him, please. And, and, you know, what if, what if I, I helped get just one person clean and they showed up for their family, you know, and they got to go to their daughter's 10th birthday party rather than being, you know, that like that, that, that's important. More important than any of this business crap. <laughs> it is that's powerful. powerful. Yeah, yeah, man. I, I mean, Justin, you took the words out of my mouth. Mm-hmm. Powerful, man. I, I I echo everybody else and saying thank you for sharing that because sometimes you know they just think you're successful and it, you just you were born that way. Oh, yeah. Right. And so and to share that story, man. And I applaud you, man, for what you had to come through. And like you said, man, most successful people have been through something before, and it's some it's a driving force behind that energy that they have, you know, to continue to dominate. Right. Yeah. And even, even, even if you haven't been through a specific struggle, I think that it's testament to no matter what your position is in life, you know, with demographically, geographically, you know, you, you come from a poor neighborhood or a poor household or just, you know, uh, raised by your mother and your, your dad's not around, no matter what people can succeed. And that's something that, you know, in my community, when I think about the future and I think about, you know, what I'm going to do, like, that's the kind of stuff that gets me fired up. And, and, and I've, I've thought about that. I just recorded a video that probably won't be on YouTube for a month about housing plans that the government has about how to revitalize neighborhoods and create more affordable housing and, you know, reverse redlining that's going on where certain ethnic groups are being, you know, maybe not denied for loans, but even worse, approved for riskier loans that puts them in a worse spot than they would be if they got denied. Like that kind of stuff fires me up because, you know, coming from where I come from, you know, not a, not a, not a man of, of men's wealth when, when dad's driving a truck. And, you know, I think when you talk about DTI, my parents tell me a story about they really wanted to buy this house. And for them, you know, a $90,000 house was a huge deal. And I think it was a $900 payment. And my dad only made like 1350 a month after taxes. And so they're paying, <laughs> I don't know if that would fly uh, DTI wise, the UWM, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but um, you know, I guess point being, you know, I want to, I want to do more. And as, as I evolve as a business owner and, and leader um, able to, to affect some change, in the mortgage industry as a whole. And I've done research on home ownership rates among different groups and whatnot. And, you know, there's, there's work to be done. I'll say that. It, it, you know what, it it seems like there's some symmetry here because, you know, you you talked about, you know, your dad and the example he set for you uh, driving that truck and and never taking a sick day. And, you know, now just the things that you're doing, not just in business, you know, but like you were just talking about trying to have an impact for the greater good. Um, and, and, you know, you, you talked about your boys and I'm sure that, you know, they're, uh, they're real proud of their dad and I'm not, I'm not trying to get you more emotional than, uh, than <laughs> and that was, that was not the intention. And yes, as Mateen said, thank you for sharing, but, um, it's healthy. Okay. It's good. It's good. Yeah, it is. It, it is. It is, man. And you know what? It's important. It's important to share because you never know who's going to read it. You never know who's going to hear it. 
and you don't know who out there uh, might really need to hear something like that. So yeah. uh, thank you for sharing that. Thank you for the conversation. It's been great. Um, you know, the, the grind is real, like, like how we started this conversation. I mean, you've, you've grinded, you've hustled, it's not by accident. Um, so keep up the great work, continued success. You, you certainly deserve every, every good thing that comes your way, Matt. And uh, we, we can't wait to see what is still to come for you. Good, good stuff. I can promise you that. Matt Gouget, <laughs> a.k.a. Matt the Mortgage Guy. Look him up. Even if you're not in California, uh, look up his videos. You're going to learn something guaranteed because guess what? If, if grandma or a sixth grader can understand what <laughs> Matt's talking about, so can you. Check it out. Check it out on YouTube. Just search Matt the Mortgage Guy. That's right. Subscribe. It's good, good stuff coming. To make sure you never miss an episode of Power Forward, subscribe wherever you find your podcasts and leave us a review. And look for another new episode coming your way two weeks from now featuring more inspirational stories of success. I'm Justin White. We'll see you next time on Power Forward.